Hello everybody and welcome back to our podcast, Enough About You, Back To Me. This podcast is aimed at teens struggling through their teen struggles. It's all about blocking out everyone else's problems and focusing on you. So this episode is titled Mentally Aware Teens and Eliza and I will be having a bit of a chat about mental awareness and teen mental health. In this topic we'll talk about being okay, mental exhaustion and how to get help. Alright everybody, let's get into it. So obviously mental health is a very serious issue and today we're going to be focusing more on Australian teen mental health because that's where we've got our statistics from, all Australian organisations. So before we get into talking about it, I've just got some facts that I thought were pretty important. They were important to mention. So this is from the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare and it was a survey that they did called the Young Minds Matter Survey. So at the time of the survey, 519,000 Adolescents aged 4 to 17 were assessed as experiencing mental health disorders. That's over half a million people. It's well, a lot of people. Half and a million the percentage people. doesn't really... Once, when you hear the percentage, it's like, oh, that's not that much. But when you hear the actual numbers, it's like, whoa, wow, that's a lot. So within that 519,000, 315,000 adolescents were diagnosed with ADHD disorder. 293,000 with anxiety disorders and 1,900,000 with depressive disorders. Almost one third of all the people surveyed had were experiencing two or more disorders at the same time. So they might have had depression and anxiety disorder or ADHD and depression or anything else that could be going on. And that's in 12 months, 519,000 kids our age yeah it's a lot of people and I think mental health sometimes it's something that obviously these days we talk about a lot more like it's taught in schools and it's a very big topic within our lives and within society but I feel like some within that it's great that we talk about it so much but I feel sometimes it can also just get lost amongst everything else that's going on in the world or people might not take it seriously, like, yeah, we talk about it, but do we actually understand the effects it's having? Do we understand what's going on with 519,000 kids in Australia? Do we understand what the effect is having on them? I feel like sometimes it gets swept under the rug a little bit as, oh, yeah, that's just mental health. You learn about it in PE. Oh, well. But it's definitely, a it's a serious matter. issue. And it definitely affects teens, 100%. Heaps, like... I think everyone at some point in their lives, whether they admit it or not, struggles with mental health. Mm-hmm. And so today we want to have a talk about, I guess, understanding if you have a problem with your mental health and where to go from there. So I think first thing, noticing when you're not okay. So, you know, maybe it can affect so many different people in so many different ways. And I think sometimes people can get confused with just having a bad day with having a prolonged period of bad days. And obviously anxiety and depression is a big thing within teens because there's so many different stresses within our lives that affect that. And so I think noticing when you aren't okay can be a big thing. You've got to tune into yourself a little bit. And talking to people can help. Yes, definitely. Especially maybe if someone else notices that you're not okay, 
maybe yeah. if you're acting different or you're a bit moody for not just like one or two days here and there but a lot like you definitely had a big change in your personality and someone says are you okay you know had something gone wrong maybe that could be a bit of a wake-up call to you well maybe I am acting differently and you think about it a bit yeah so yeah well, maybe just ask some people if you definitely do notice if there's been a change in the way they act and ask people if they are okay too yes I think well we do are you okay day yeah. every year which is a big thing and again I feel like yeah everyone does it but do we actually understand that it's not just a day once a year it's something we have to implement 365 Most days a year. Most people just do it as a joke and they just say because it's are, are you okay K-day. day just say oh are you okay but sometimes it's really serious. Because I, there's some people who are really open about their mental health mm-hmm. and want to talk about it a lot and there's other people who don't feel comfortable or they don't understand what's happening inside their minds and that can be a big tr- struggle. I don't want to open up at that point. So I think, yeah, definitely not just saying, are oh, you okay, but the friends and maybe not even friends, maybe if it's just someone in your class who you're not necessarily really good friends with but you notice a change, just having sitting down and having a bit of a conversation with them it doesn't take much to ask someone are you okay or is everything all right has something gone wrong and i know you if there's something wrong with you you don't want to share I'm or not you're not going to tell us but i think yeah just knowing that if you're not all right or if you're struggling with something just keep at it a little bit if they say oh yeah i'm fine the first time you ask and you can see that obviously they're not just don't don't pressure them and don't be all in their face about it, but just have a bit more awareness. Okay, for the next little bit, I just got to keep a bit of an eye on that person because she's or she or he or they are obviously struggling. And check in on them. Like, yes. Don't keep on asking them. Just check in on them like once or twice a day, just to make sure. Just tune into how they're going a little bit, but at the same time, as much as friends, the support from friends is helpful towards make maybe noticing if something's wrong. As a friend, don't feel that like it's your responsibility to deal with everybody else's problems all the time. Because I know, personally, I love to make sure everyone's okay. I want to make sure everyone's at least bordering on happy. If there's something going on, I'm not going to just go and tell them what to do with their whole lives. But I want to have, if they want to have a chat about it, I'm going to have a chat about it. Yeah, same. But at the same time, you can't let other people's issues consume you to the point where you become anxious or you become sad or upset about what's going on with them because sometimes without when you mean to help you can end up affecting yourself in ways that you might not have realized which then causes you then to therefore not be okay in return because you're struggling with something that's happening to someone else and you feel it's your responsibility to worry for them yeah when it's not it's not your responsibility to worry for them everyone's in charge of their own mind and their own body and themselves yes you can offer support but it's not all on you they've got to give and take a bit as well yeah and so when to know when to talk to somebody this is different for everybody and so at school gives us the basic tools you know when about mental health and talk a little bit we talk about anxiety and depression we talk about that more generally in PE classes but I guess when to know when you're not okay and when you need to talk to someone it's different for everybody but I'll throw we'll throw a few examples around that I think we've experienced I know when it's time for me to talk to like normally my mum 
and I need to talk to her about yeah. something is I sometimes I'm I think I'm an anxious type of person I have never been diagnosed with anxiety or depression I don't think I've ever been depressed more anxious um I've never been diagnosed with that but I do get anxious and I have had periods throughout life when I have been very anxious for a prolonged period of time and I'm very lucky that I have a very close relationship with my mum and my dad and I have them to go and talk to and for me that's my support net my biggest support network would be my parents so if I know that um I've been feeling very worried about something for a very long time not a very long time but I've noticed changes if I'm more tired or I've had trouble getting to sleep or I'm worrying about everything sometimes I just get into this bit of a spiral where you just worry for the sake of worrying and then you worry about worrying yeah so I think yeah that's when I notice that I'm having trouble getting to sleep or if I'm just feeling really really drained and then just maybe that's when I need to go and talk to mum or dad and say I don't really know what's going on at the minute can we have a bit of a chat about it and so for me, that's when I know, okay, I need to go talk to mum. This is ridiculous. I can't get to sleep. I'm sitting here worrying about something that sounds so stupid in, when I wake up in the morning, but I'm still worried. So that's when I need to go find some help or talk to someone is when I'm noticing yeah, diff- difficulty getting to sleep can be a big thing for me. Yeah, well, for me, I don't tell anyone. I keep it to myself and I... I talk to myself in the shower. If something's happened and I'm upset or worrying about it or I'm cranky at someone, I'll just let it all out in the shower. I won't necessarily, I do that a like, bit. I'm not actually talking. I'm, like, mouthing and whispering. Yes, so yeah, I'm not, like, like screaming. I have, I have conversations with myself in the shower yes. sometimes. Or, I like, when I'm asleep or when I'm in my room, I'll just think. And I, 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 I don't... I don't know when I when I need to talk to someone because I never have talked to someone, so I don't, I just keep it to myself and I deal with it. But myself. you do get worried, I don't, like you don't show it. I get worried a lot. You're a over worry, little things. You're a warrior at heart. I think mm-hmm. in your personality builder. I can't stand hurting someone or physically or mentally. I, I remember just can't you just stand you come it. up to me sometimes. And you just apologise for something random that I completely forgot about. And I feel so bad because I'm thinking to myself, did she worry all that time about something that wasn't even a big deal? Because sometimes, like, people act different when, like, if you say something and, like, it's no one's really a big fan of yours after you say that, I I worry about that because I'm like, oh, no, they don't like me anymore. <laughs> so sometimes if I, like, say something and George, like, gives me, like, a look, like, oh, I don't know. I like apologize. You look, but I don't like. No, you. but I just interpret people's facial expressions <laughs> to see whether they. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I'll just go up to you and be like, "I'm sorry." And, and I'll be like, like "What? What? 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 <laughs> and like, Three months ago, I did this, and I'm really sorry." And I'm like, well, "I don't even remember you doing that. Calm down. It's okay." Not three months ago, like a day ago. And sometimes I'll have a really good think about it too. You're a thinker. You you bottle. You're a bottler. I'm a bottler. And some ways I think I'm a bottler as well. But I think when I was younger, I think when I kind of started changing from being like a little kid to more of a teen, what's that called? Tween period. I really did. I got really anxious. And coming into high school, I got really, really anxious. 
Um, and yeah, last couple of years of primary school, I noticed that was a problem. I got a bit more anxious about things and took, yeah, I'd just cry. Sometimes you just go through little spells where you're like, what is wrong with me? I can't get out of bed. And George is not a crier. No, no, I don't cry. I'm not a crier. And that's kind of sounds unhealthy. I think my mum worries about it, but I don't do crying. If I cry, something's got to be actual really wrong. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that was difficult. But when I was younger, I experienced a lot more anxiety than I experience now. Like, I don't. I go a few times, I'm like, yeah, i got to go climb a mountain. I don't care what people think. I'm you have fine. Like little bursts Come of at energy. me. <laughs> I'm who I am. I'm happy to be who I am. And then obviously everyone has times when they're like, oh, I don't feel very good about myself or I'm worried about this. And no matter what facade people put across to the rest of the world, whatever mask they wear, especially at school, whatever mask they put up to tell people I'm fine, just everyone's got that thing inside them that makes them feel like crap. I reckon there's at least one thing that you could, like, if I'm thinking now, I reckon there would be about one thing I could find that's not, that's wrong with me at the moment, that, like, I'm worrying about, or... Yeah, not necessarily finding, being anxious, anxious about that one thing you thought of, and like, oh, didn't really feel very good about that. Yeah, I agree. People have always got something inside their heads. I like to think of it as our brains, as much as they're great, and they give us knowledge and all that kind of stuff. We have times when it feels like our bodies just aren't working in our favour, where they just want to pin our minds against us a bit and say that we're not good enough or we did this wrong. And I feel like it feels... Sometimes it feels like your body's working against you. And I think that's when you need to go talk to someone, when you feel like you can't escape from the worry or the feeling just really down and not feeling good, when you're not feeling happy a lot when you're just not feeling happy for a prolonged period of time, when you feel that you're just not you, that's when I think you need to go talk to someone. And there's as much as I'm very fortunate in the situation with my family and my friends, I have people I can 100% rely on to talk to. And I understand that everyone's family situation is different and they might not have a mum there to talk to or they might not have a dad or they might not get along with their parents as well as I get along with my parents. But there's got to be someone out there that you can talk to, even if it's a friend or a family friend or an auntie or anyone. There's got to be someone out there, even if you have to, which we'll talk about a bit later, if you need to go access the support networks yeah, that are out there. always support there's networks. There's organisations, and as much as that might not sound like something you want to do, if you notice that you're just not you, then that's when go you, talk you to need someone. to talk to someone. So I want to have a bit of a chat about an issue that I personally feel, I don't know about you, but I feel like isn't as broadly spoken about as like mainstream depression and anxiety, but I think is definitely still a mental health issue and that's mental exhaustion or mental fatigue. The common term for it is burnout and I think this is something I've definitely experienced. Well, because a few, I've just come off a really, really big hockey season and a few months ago, I noticed that I was getting really, really, really tired, like exhausted, like I'd come home from school, I'd sit down and I'd just fall asleep or to the point where I felt like I was going to pass out and I'd go to bed exhausted and wake up in the morning and I would have had a fine sleep, it's a normal sleep and still been really, really tired. And I think some people started to notice that I was not myself 
and so we went to mum and dad took me to the doctors and they asked me asked me everything about like my periods my general health all that kind of stuff and I had to get blood tests because I thought it could be like an iron deficiency because my dad had a vitamin b12 deficiency when he was about my age so we could have been that um they would test me for diabetes because there was diabetes in my family so I had all these different tests and I got my blood test and I was really hoping it'd be something simple, like iron deficiency, because then you just have iron supplement tablets and you're fine. Um, but blood tests came back all normal. So what we were told to do is just monitor it and see if it continued. It did continue. So we went back to the doctor about, I don't know, a month or so ago and went back through all the results and still nothing they could find. And so they, the doctor who I spoke to, who I was not very happy with, I spoke to uh-huh. we didn't gel there's some people who you just sit to and you just don't want to listen to what they have to say she knows a bad thing to say considering she's a medical professional and I'm a teenager but um she said that if it wasn't something physical that they have found then it was most likely like a mental thing and so that's when she brought up the idea of mental fatigue and she's telling I'm just kind of sat there and mum was like listening to what she was saying but kind of drifted off a bit because I don't know the idea of it just being in my head annoyed me a lot because I have I've lead a very very busy life you don't want anyone telling you that you've got something something wrong wrong with with your head head. like she and then she looked at me and she could see that I was a bit distant she's like I'm not I'm not telling you that it's just all in your head and I was just thinking like what are you saying and I came out of that doctor's appointment. I was so cranky. I don't know why. I just got in the car and mum could tell I was mad. She's like, because the doctor recommended, she's like, well, if it's mental fatigue, I'd recommend you go talk to a psychiatrist. And you probably don't realise that things in your life are affecting you. Isn't a psychiatrist to do with your feet? No, that's a physiotherapist. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that psychologist and psychiatrist. I think she wanted me to see a psychologist. I think a psychiatrist is the person who writes self-help books and a psychologist is the person who does looks at you and in, in your head yeah okay. i don't know i was so i had to go see like a next step professional from my general doctor and um i haven't and so in the car i was really cranky because i said oh that's so great you know mental fatigue can't do can't go to school because of mental fatigue sorry can't do pro hockey practice sorry mentally fatigued i was just so cranky because it just sounded like such an excuse to what was happening. And so I went home and I was really cranky. And I went to school and still exhausted a week later. And I came home, I just cried. I don't. I just cried, I said, Mum, what is wrong with me? I can't do this all the time. I can't just be tired all the time. I was hoping that it would be over, I could go just feel better. And Mum said, well, you have to go talk to someone, you know. And I'm like, I'm not depressed and I'm not anxious. Not, I'm not depressed. I am happy. I'm just exhausted. And I'm not anxious. I'm not sitting at home worrying about anything. I'm actually in a, I'm in a good place. Everything's fine. But, and mum said, well, you need to, you even need to make a decision. You can keep going on like this. And I'm like, well, I'm fine. She's like, well, you're not fine because you're sitting here crying. <laughs> and so I had to make a choice to either see, because that was towards the end of the school year, to see how it would go to the end of the year or um go see a psychologist and I didn't go see a psychologist I still haven't gone to see a psychologist um because I think I've noticed now that school's not 
there that I'm less tired and I can relax a bit more. So if you do find that you are a bit mentally exhausted, then you want to cut back on some stuff. That's what the doctor... And you want Mum some and the doctor time. said to me, well, you just have to cut the answers just to cut back. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm do not something that you enjoy doing that doesn't involve tiring yourself out. Like, it could be, like, um, beauty or running or, like, doing something that you can just let go of everything and focus, like, on what you're doing. It I think for me, the biggest thing within that whole experience... Well, to be honest, now I feel a lot better. I'm not as tired. I think because maybe like school's, it's school's and done. It's I'm relaxing. More time sport. at home. Sport's kind of over for a bit. I think for me that was just having a break and like a forced break and not being in a rush to fill in the gaps in the holidays. I think the biggest thing for me with mental health is I hate the idea of there being something wrong with me. Like that, I hate the idea of having to go sit with a stranger in an office and talk about, you know, how are you going today? And this is what I think is going on in your head, even though I have no idea who you are. I think there's so many different things that make us up as people than just this is what's wrong with you. But they do help They do have a job to do. I'm not... um, Maybe it wasn't the right decision to not go and talk to someone. Maybe that is what I needed to do, but at the time I didn't want to do that. And I know I would recommend definitely go talk to someone if that... But also know your body. At the time, I didn't feel I needed to go talk to someone. For me, it was like, okay, a couple more weeks of school, and let's just have a break. And definitely, if I go back to school next year and I notice I'm still I'm exhausted all the time and the exhaustion is affecting my routine, then yes, I would definitely reconsider going and talking to someone about it. But I think maybe with mental health, people need to be a bit more open-minded. My mum said something to me once, that I think really stuck with me and she said that your mental health is just like having a head cold or having like you know homesick you when you have a head cold you go you rest in bed you drink plenty of fluids you might take some Panadol and you just that has the steps that you take when you have a cold everyone knows what you do when you have a cold and I think she said mental health is the same thing you need to know what steps you need to take to feel better and not just let it sit there because when you have a cold you wouldn't just ignore it or what if you wanted to get better so mental health is the same thing yeah so yeah i think mental exhaustion is more common than people think and it's definitely something that i think there's not as much statistics on and it definitely flies under the radar more so i think definitely something worth talking about so we want to talk about how you can get help And I've just got some statistics from Beyond Blue that I thought needed to be mentioned. And so Beyond Blue has said that young people are less likely than any other age group to seek professional help for mental health disorders. And only 31% of young women and 13% of young men seek professional help for their mental health problems. I think that it's not good enough. I think with so many resources out there these days, we need to utilise what we have. And so I think that well, I need to mention that that there is help out there for you, and you need you can you need to use it to help you. So some websites are Beyond Blue, Black Dog, Headspace, School Counselors can help you, and there's Kids Helpline, and they um, offer online resources 
phone helplines, counselling and online chats. So you can experience, like you can talk to other people on there that may experience like what you've experienced. And all, I've noticed that whenever you get a new phone or a new SIM card, it'll automatically save the kids helpline phone number oh, in your phone. Yeah, so oh, if you check cool. your phone, it'll the helpline number will already automatically be saved in there. So Kids Helpline, you can give them a call. It's 24-hour service, and I think Lifeline offers a similar thing. Yeah. 24-hour service where you ring up and you talk to a qualified professional on the end of the line who's judgment-free, and you can stay anonymous if you feel like that's what you want to do. Yeah, and you can also talk to teachers, friends, family, or someone you trust. Yeah, even if it's not a family member or someone, a friend, if you know someone who you trust and you feel you can talk to them and 100% talk to them about it. Yeah. And we've linked in the description of this episode, we've linked the um, web address for the Australian government website, it's the mental health page, and it has lots of links to some of the web the organisations that we've mentioned today. If you need to get help or you want to check those out, then you can do that. So we're back with today's quick quote and George's going to read it. So the quote is, The goal isn't to get rid of all your negative thoughts and feelings. That's impossible. The goal is to change your response to them. And we don't know who that's by because, again, we didn't credit it. Hmm. Um, so I hope that this has been a good episode Helpful. for the viewers, the listeners. Yes, and I hope that we have put some resources out there. If you need to access those, they'll be in the description of this episode. Um, and so, yeah, we'll be back next time with another fresh episode of Enough About You. Back to me. Bye. Bye.